welcome to Driven for Purpose, a lifestyle podcast designed to bring you the tips, tools, and resources so that you can discover your purpose, reignite your passion, and fully step into your power. I'm your host, Amanda Bickham, holistic health and mindfulness coach, and I'll be guiding you every step of the way. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Driven for Purpose. I am so excited to be joining you on this special interview that I had with Chris Bale. Now, I wanted to give a little bit of preface before I launched you into the episode that this was done via a Zoom call from India to Spain. And my sound quality, unfortunately, is not that good. However, the actual content was so good that I didn't want to not be able to air this episode. So I hope that you guys can bear with me and just deal with the the struggles of technology in India. And hopefully you guys can find some really amazing, useful content. I also wanted to let you guys know where you could find Chris. So Chris Bale has a website, awakenedintent.com, where he has a lot of amazing resources. He also has a podcast, and he also has a YouTube channel, Awakened Intent. Chris Bale is his name, and you can find him on any of those medias. I hope you guys find this content relevant and juicy, and I look forward to hearing your comments and reviews after your listens. All right. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Thank you so much for joining me to another episode of the Driven for Purpose podcast. Today, I am actually really excited because I am doing a new format of connecting with other conscious individuals who are making really great changes in the world and helping to bring awareness to topics that I find really important in helping us all choose to tap into the next best version of ourselves. And the person that I have online today is someone who I actually found via YouTube. And um, I've had him on before for a future or a previous Facebook Live. And this person and I have also done some energy work together and he has a lot of really great wisdom to share. And the video that I originally found him on was one which talked about the power that lies behind uh, semen retention. And being a a woman who works a lot with men, I can talk about these things as much as I want and from my own experiences. But at the end of the day, let's face it, I'm not a man. So (laughs) I wanted to reach out to him and his name is Chris Bale. And I wanted to reach out to him because I really found not only this video, but his content in general, really powerful and on point. And I wanted to bring him on live to the show today. So welcome, Chris. How are you? Hey, Amanda. Thank you for having me. And um, I'm doing really well. Mm, Awesome. Well, again, thank you for dropping in. I know you're in Spain and I'm in India and we've connected several (laughs) times and had some some internet issues and uh, and challenges, but it feels really good to be able to, to open up this space for this conversation today. So thank you. You're welcome. And it's, as I said, it's a pleasure for me to be here. I always love connecting with you and being able to share in that space that bubbles up from that. Mm, delicious. Awesome. Cool. So, well, let's just dive right, dive right in. You know, so, so many of our conversations have had so much richness and aliveness and, you know, multiple times we're like, we just need to bring this on live. So it feels really good to just have this kind of casual conscious conversation and um, swing it around a topic that I feel a lot of people are starting to wake up to, but yet really don't understand. And so if you want to start by just kind of maybe even sharing what gave you the inspiration to do a a YouTube video, and I think that video has like over 200,000 views. So it's obvious that it's in the Conscious Collective and people are wanting to learn more about it. But what was kind of your reason for wanting to do this, this type of a video in the first place? Okay. 
So it was becoming very, very evident to me and in, in my own spiritual development and in my own attempt to understand and access some of the places, especially within sexuality and within our, within our own individual energetic development, access places that were of great importance, but that were very rarely ever talked about. And as I started to go deeper into my own work, and as I started to figure out how my body is a man function, because what we can sometimes get tripped up in is applying an energetic development or spiritual processing the same for a man and a woman when it's inherently different. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like for me as a man, I had to accept the fact that, okay, I, I got this thing called the penis and <laughs> testicles and that person over there doesn't have them. So <laughs> things got to be working a little bit differently for me. Uh, so within that, I had to almost disconnect from the, from the political correct version of spirituality that were dealt and really go into parts of myself that I had a lot of shame around mm. and that I had a lot of fear around being in. So as I was going through that process, I started to see the correlation between my energetic health, my level of consciousness, my rate of ethereal vibration as a man, and how that aligned with the amount of sexual energy that I was carrying. And it became very evident that when I would ejaculate, it would instantly, instantly begin to affect my level of consciousness and some of the things that I would be able to do within myself and also outside of myself in my life. Um, from a practical standpoint, experiencing things like fatigue, uh, lacking of desire. Um, the biggest thing is that the penis will instantly go flaccid for the most part when a man ejaculates. If that doesn't say everything, <laughs> then that's enough. <laughs> so we, we really don't have to look past that alone. But in our society, we really want to look past it. We want to we want to find other reasons that will allow us to go into the little quick fixes that make us feel temporarily good and release. But I realized that the ejaculation was actually releasing so much of my ability to stay connected to my male divinity. Mm, wow. wow. So from that point, I had to... I had to really level up in my own delusion and do what I needed to do in order to step away from, from a lot of the childishness and the addictiveness that I had wrapped around my own sexuality and my expression of that. So from that point, I just, you know, I went all in and I wanted to share as much as I could with it, with as many men as possible, because I see the lacking and the distraction uh, and the, the fuzziness in men as, as they move around in life. And I really want to be here in a way that can bring some form of, of firm masculinity back to the planet. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I know every other woman appreciates that. And I'm sure any man who is ready to you know, surrender to this uh, deeper inner knowing of what's possible. Also appreciate, create, appreciate, <laughs> hello, that. <laughs> um, so, wow, there's a couple of things that you said that I really would love to kind of dive into. One of which was the shame around the sexuality or the shame that you're experiencing. What, what was that for you? Where was the shame lying? Um, and maybe we can dive a little bit into that because I'm sure you are not alone in that. Mm -hmm. So the shame for me and what I have noticed in most of the men that I have worked with at this point, uh, so the shame that existed in me at that point and that was really keeping me disconnected from 
a lot of what was available to me was a lot to do around just my general fear of being in my genitals, being in my penis, being in sexual energy and not having any control over it. Mm-hmm. So I always wanted to be very much in control of my experience, which of course is a very unhealthy masculine trait mm-hmm. uh, where the man does not feel comfortable going with the flow of the feminine, which is the sexual energy. So the man is mm-hmm. afraid of being overwhelmed by that feminine energy. So for me, that was one of the first things I noticed was my panic when I was with a woman and I could feel myself coming close to orgasm because I had so much ego attached to my ability to perform in the bedroom, to perform sexually. And if I didn't please her and I wasn't a sex god, (laughs) then that would make me really question and really doubt my own worth as a man. So if we were to go before that, a lot of the initial shame and the fear was just to disconnect as a child. So being told masturbation is wrong, your penis is dirty, it's a bad place to be, don't touch it in public, um, don't expose yourself, you know, all these normal societal things that we're told, but no one ever comes to you and says, hey, don't touch your elbow. Don't expose your elbow. (laughs) Don't talk about your elbow in public. So all of a sudden, the man has to get this this total dysfunction about a part of his body that is just that. It's just a part of his body. No different to his elbow, other than this is the seat of a man's identity. This is the man's God center. The man's genitals is his positive pole energetically. It's where everything he comes to bring forth on the planet is birthed from. And it's how he penetrates life around him. But because we have allowed men to be so sick and damaged and unhealthy in this area, now men are penetrating the planet with abuse and fear and anxiety and confusion and anger. That's why it's so deeply important that a man can come back to a place of healing in his relationship to this place in him, both physically and energetically. So the fear for me was was widespread, right down to how I walked down the street as a man, disconnected at the hips. Most men wear belts so tight that they're totally cut off from the waist down. Their underwear is too tight. All these little things also come into the picture when you're looking at the health of the male body. I don't wear belts. I don't wear underwear. I don't wear jeans. I refuse to wear anything that shuts me down on a part of my body that I need to stay awake in. Because society is here to pull you out of that. Society will give you all the pornography you ask for because it keeps you dumb and it keeps you weak. And a man who doesn't have full domain over his own ability to be in his sexuality without losing himself to it, a man who can't be in that will never have himself. It's impossible. Ooh, just your words alone are making my body do all kinds of crazy things. (laughs) But see, that's a beautiful thing because even that... As you said, that is the feminine responding to truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is why a man in his life, if he was really connected to himself, he wouldn't have to really do a whole lot in order to have beautiful relatings with the women in his life. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's really what it's all about. Uh, to get this in the hands of more men because I really do feel and know at their deepest truth they they want this they want this information and it's interesting that you talked about the performance in bed because I literally just released a podcast last week that was titled men it's your presence not your performance that matters most in bed and exactly 
Yeah, yeah. And I do know that like, you know, we teach our men, this is again, part of our, our conditioning. It's like, we teach our men that it's, the masculine is about performance, you know, and like you have to perform in everything you do. And like, although that is a powerful, amazing quality that the masculine has, it's beautiful and it's divine. It's just oftentimes, you know, we put the, the ideal archetype of masculine or man into a box that it just doesn't fit into. And something that you talk a lot about, you work with women as well, and that you mentioned was just this surrendering to the feminine energy and, and, and as that is a true sexual aliveness. And you and I have talked a lot about that. Um, but I know for a lot of men and, you know, as a woman, um, you feel it when a man is not there, you feel it when they disconnect, when they go into what I like to call manimal mode. And it's like, mm. I like that. <laughs> I like that. You know what I mean? No, you know what, yeah. exactly what I'm talking about. It's like, you've lost me. You have absolutely disconnected from me and you've gone mm. into your own animalistic, not connected because there's a very big difference between being in your primal and being connected to me and us rising that energy together versus you going again, like you said, losing kind of control, but not even necessarily through ejaculation. Of course, oftentimes when men go into that space, they're aiming for that. Um, but, but in general, it's like losing this connection with the divine feminine and, and this energy that's flowing through both of us, but is really being only able to be conducted through like the portal of the yoni, if you will. So I would love to hear kind of your experience um, and anything you have to say about that, being connected to this feminine um, and what that means and what that looks like for you and how that's shown up in your, your practice with connecting to the sacred feminine. Well, I'm going to start answering and because there was a lot there, you may have to bring me back to some of the questions that you asked uh, sure. near the end of that. Um, but what really stood out to me and the point that I really wanted to make for men to realize is that the man will only be able to connect with and be with the woman to the depth that he can connect with and be with his own body internally. This manimal mode where the man totally disconnects, he really comes up into just his mind. He comes up into his brain and he leans into life head first, forehead, for, forward where that's all that's guiding him. And he starts to get locked off to, to the deeper, more feminine aspects of life. The mind is very male in general, just from an energetic standpoint. So if a man wants to be able to communicate with the feminine, all of this is occurring in his body. The body is feminine. Anything that is of aliveness is female. The trees, the mountains, the grass, the wind, the earth, mother earth, it's all feminine. Sexual energy is water energy. Water is feminine. The man's biggest fear, if you look at the difficulties that men have in their lives, it's for the most part always relating to his relationship with the feminine, with the female, internally or externally. Because whatever is going on for the man's relating internally is going to be mirrored externally anyway. So it's his fear of feeling himself. It's his fear of feeling all the things that are going on in his heart, going on in his chest. When men come to me and they lay down and I, I start doing energy work, if that's what's going on at the time, the man's chest is so totally caught up in pain. Mm -hmm because he hasn't allowed himself to fully feel any level of energetic frequency happening there for the most part of his life. Because as a child, when he started to cry, he was told, big boys don't cry. Yeah. Lock it down. Shut up. Yep. You know, stop doing that. Don't That's be a weak. pussy. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't be a pussy. Exactly. Yeah. But what men need to realize is that crying is not being a pussy. Not crying is being far more of a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> because you're running from yourself 
men, when they go too far into their masculine, they start to become threatening to women. They got this creepy, rapey vibe to them because there's no connection happening. There's just the man going, me, me, me. This is what I'm bringing. This is what I want. And he has no ability to drop down into the softness in order to tune into the woman in front of him. Because the woman lives on the felt sense plane. She's really existing more frequency based. So as is the rest of life. And man really needs to be the gatekeeper for that. But he can't be the gatekeeper of, of inspiring healthiness within femininity on the planet and supporting deeper femininity on the planet if he's afraid of it inside of himself. Yes. So he just yes. goes out and perpetuates that damage of his own fear and puts it on women. And she never gets to feel a man be and connect with her because he's too afraid to. And if he's there and the woman even suggests that he does something even a little bit different to connect with her, what happens? His fragile ego comes up. Yes. Oh my God. And then, <laughs> and then he gets butt hurt. And he feels offended and all his childhood trauma starts to come up in the face of him not feeling good enough because now his mother is telling him he's not doing something well. So there's a few things that a man really needs to be aware of. It's that. It's his fear of feeling. It's his fear of sitting in deeply intense emotional places with women. A woman will cry and men can get so uncomfortable. They don't know what to do. They kind of want to pat her on top of the head like a dog sometimes. <laughs> I don't know what to do. She's, she's, the woman is crying. <laughs> so it's, it's a call for men to, to start wising up in their own allowance for their own selves, for their own internal woman to start singing and crying out if that's what she needs to do. This is really beautiful and it's interesting. I love hearing this from a man because a lot of the men who come to me, you know, they have this idea in their head. Like, yeah, I actually feel like I've been too connected to my feminine, you know, and it's like, I feel like I've allowed the feminine to, there's like, there's a fear. It's a true fear of the feminine. And a lot of men are like, I need to be more in touch with my masculine. And well, yes, there are some people who maybe that is the truth. The majority of men, <laughs> It is not the truth because there is this A, misunderstanding of what the feminine is, B, a misunderstanding of, of, of how, of the qualities and the power that lies behind accessing your inner feminine. And, mm -hmm. um, and C, this like, again, this super fear around um, if you, you know, of being weak, this idea about the feminine being weak. And, and this comes from our society. This comes from our programming. It comes from our conditioning. And it's in all sides. You know, this is something, it's really, you know, this repression of the feminine within us all. Was it in the females? Because we're trying to, to keep up with the masculine-dominated world the way that it's been. And we're getting out of touch with our inner feminine selfness receptivity in order to feel that we're enough as well. And with the masculine running so far away from it, not even ever having a connection to it, because as you mentioned before, the stories that were told from our mothers and just from society. And I really feel that this, the greater work that's wanting to come through is starting to really be open about one of the most, if not the most powerful creative force that we have, which is our sexual energy. I mean, it has been demonized and thought of as taboo for centuries, you know, and we've allowed that to create this disconnection with, with this vital part of truly what I have experienced to be some of the most life enhancing, expansive and sacred practices of moments of existence and presence that I've ever felt. And so, it's interesting to hear, you know, really, and I hope anyone who's listening to this is hearing how it's showing up, you know, sexuality and is, is creative energy. And what I love what you said about when you were starting to experiment with semen retention was that it was, you were draining your life force energy, your ability 
to focus, your ability to have drive. And I know so many men are really confused right now because they're feeling depressed, they're feeling anxious, they're feeling Mm -hmm. all of these things because they're following this road of what someone somewhere along the way told them that they needed to do in order to be happy. And they're just not there. They're just not fulfilled. They're not in their empowered state of divine masculinity. And it's something as simple as beginning to practice connecting to your penis connecting to your your sexual energy in a way that really empowers you instead of disempowers you so it's it's again it's just really beautiful to hear this um from a male perspective and i know a lot of the men who listen to the podcast will appreciate this i guess my next question for you i know a lot of men are like okay but but how but how do i even begin and and when you're right like so many men are so disembodied they live in their mind especially with all the technology you know and the companies where we're spending so much time in our brains with computers with you know technology how did you start getting more into connection with number one your body but then even beyond that um, working with this sexual energy, what were some of the things that you started doing? Because I'm sure it was a it was a process, not just something you woke up one day and had a full on handle on it. Yes. <laughs> so these these things are are always going to be. You're always going to receive back what it is that you put into it. So in my experience, in my own process, it was a process that went through, you know, a number of years. This is not an overnight thing. This is a total dedication to switch up your way of relating with life. Because when the man has been engaging with his life and his body and his way of living in a habitual way for 20, 30, 40, 50 years and beyond that, you really need two things, deep awareness of self and then the total commitment to realigning yourself to something that deeper supports your level of integrity on this planet as a man. So first I want to say that 99% of the men who come to me and that I just meet in life in general are moving in feminine posture. They've become totally feminized. And I don't mean that from a healthy feminine standpoint, because a man who is not in connection and deeply rooted in his male energy will never be able to embody a healthy feminine. So it's the erratic feminization of a man. It's the men who are chaotic and reactive and confused and don't know their left from their right and feeling totally unrooted in their beingness and in their path. So what the man will do is he'll immediately look outward and go to everyone except himself and try to find the answers to his problems from everybody except for himself. This is the first part that a man will engage with. But I'm hopefully, I can hopefully inspire the man to shortcut this process by telling him, let it go and come back inside. Stop attempting to have somebody else tell you the correct way to live because that is no posture for a man. A man does his work to know himself. And I'm getting to the the semen retention part (laughs) to, to tell you not in it, but the level and the depth that a man knows himself is the level and the depth of self allowance that he will give himself to move around in his life as a man. If you only know yourself a little bit, you're going to be so confused in all these other areas. Mommy is no longer here to help you. You're a grown man and you do not need a mother. So become aware of all the places where mommy lives in you and start letting that voice go. So you Mm. can now make your own decisions not to please anyone other than yourself and your own divinity. What's, What's right for you? Stop making yourself and forcing yourself to do things just to appease somebody else or just to be attractive to a woman or just to have that woman over there like you or think you're attractive because you throw yourself away 
a woman, that's not what a woman is attracted to anyway. A woman's attracted to a man who's being a man. That's what is of value to the feminine. Not a man who's trying to figure out, how can I be a man that women like? That is not a man that is of enhancement to femininity. Because that man is always going to be looking for mommy in the background to validate what he has just done or what he has just said. So in my process, Amanda, just to come back to your original questioning, it was having to come to this realization of, okay, I realize I got to come back into my body here because I have been locked up in my mind for so long. And it has fed me so many lies and it has brought me to levels of weakness and sickness and fragility that I literally at this point will refuse to do my life by because I can no longer do that. I personally got to a point where I didn't have another option. I had to let go of the appeasing everybody else other than myself. And I had to start learning what Chris wants, what Chris likes how Chris functions and then start living my life based on that because that is my creator. That is my divinity. And that is what a man and a woman needs to live by inside of themselves. So some of the ways that I started to come back into contact with myself was being aware of the levels of distraction that I had surrounded myself with in my life and realizing just how manipulated I had been. And when someone becomes very manipulated, they become very manipulative. Mm -hmm. And this is what our society is right now. Everyone is deeply manipulated. So the first step as the man to be clear and to be conscious is to let go of all the distractions so he can start sorting the real from the unreal. Mm -hmm. So he can move around in contact with what is real. So he can be of benefit to the women, to the community that he comes in contact with. Practically, create spaces in your life Take up practices that will assist you in learning to embody your physicality more. Learning and giving you the allowance to come back into your feeling. So you can feel what your body has been holding all this time when you've been out to lunch up in your head trying to do your life from that place. Separated from your own divinity and your own way. When I'm working with men and I bring them back down into their body, most of the time it's just pain, sadness, anger, resentment that has to bubble up out of the person's being in order for him to just be able to relax in himself again. Now, I totally forget your question, and I really apologize. This is just <clears throat> the way I am. No, but if there's great. anything that I really didn't speak to um, that you may feel is important, Yeah. So, um, yeah, everything you've said so far, and I love, I love what is really at the root of this conversation, because truly, although, you know, it's this understanding, you know, semen retention is kind of what is the, the title or the theme of this. Ah, uh, yeah. But what we're really speaking <laughs> to is something that is far beyond it. It's far beyond it. And that's, that's, that's really what it is. Like, this is just, one avenue or one opportunity to help a man reconnect with himself and there is so much that you said mm -hmm. around just that's truly what it is at the end of the day and it's it's the, the, the most important work quote work that we have to do as individuals be it man or woman is the self work it's understanding the self it's coming back to the self and from that place, we can begin to find unity within, within ourselves, within our own beings, our own masculine and our own feminine. And everything you spoke to, whether it's, you know, semen retention or not, it is, it is, this is really truly what we both are teaching and, and, and helping people reconnect to. 
And so just to kind of, um, because this video is, or this audio, I guess, podcast is about um, helping men reconnect with this, their sexuality and regain uh, connection to their, their sexual energy, when it mm. came to um, the actual logistical practice of you beginning to experiment with ejaculation versus not ejaculating, what was that like for you and and what changes did it produce um, and how quickly did those changes happen? Okay, so thank you for for steering it back to <laughs> back to the main point. Um, <laughs> semen retention is is more than anything a tool for the man to access more of himself the more that the man can retain not the more that he can retain but the deeper the man can go into holding on to his energy it just means the more energy he'll have which means the more he will see everything going on in himself his insecurities and his emotional uh, health his mental health, his physical health, and all of his motivations and his conditioning. So these things get very loud when a man starts to engage with retaining. That's why on the process, I know I definitely experienced it on, on my process at the beginning, was when the man stops ejaculating on his normal routine, which may be once every day in some cases, or once every three days or four days, when he kind of puts a plug in it, he can start to get very anxious once this energy starts to build up. He might feel like, oh, I really need to, to jerk off. I really need to ejaculate because it will make me feel better. But that release is not actually making you feel better. It's just letting go of a level of consciousness and a level of energy that was actually bringing you to more self-awareness of the things that you need to work on in order to become more powerful and, and bigger in yourself as a man. So the whole logistical process of it, what I would say to men is don't call it semen retention. Don't even really give it a name. Don't call it no fat or all of these things that people refer to it. Essentially, it's better to sit down and write, literally write down and make a list so you can clarify all of the benefits you think that are present for you ejaculating and then write down all of the benefits for not doing it because when it comes to something like this it's important that the man can clarify it for himself so he can literally see logically on paper okay for me personally i don't see any benefit in my life to ejaculating other than if i want to make a child if i want to create life then beautiful ejaculation is great for that it's essential for that but there's really no other need for me to throw away my male essence so when a man can come to come to see okay really there's no benefit i get sleepy i lose my erection i can fall into deep levels of depression anxiety i can feel purposeless for a time being i can feel you know levels of tiredness that that lasts with me for a few days, depending on the man's health and his age. So when you've established these, now comes the part of discipline. A man must want it because even when you're, you're being sexually intimate with a woman and that feeling comes up in you of, oh, I'm getting close to ejaculation, that feeling can be so exquisite and so tempting and so... Uh, it's almost like a form of trickery where there's someone dangling this shiny little moment in front of you that the man goes, yep, I'll take it. It's been a tough day. I deserve it. <laughs> so he, he runs to the candy and he does it and he totally enjoys it for 10 seconds. And then he's left and he's sitting in the aftermath of it. And if he's any bit aware of himself, he's going to be going, fuck, maybe I didn't need to do that. Because now he can't continue, in many cases, making love with the woman that he was making love with. And that's what's most important. Because the making love is what generates more and more energy, more and more consciousness, more and more seeing. That's why sex is so powerful, because it brings such a huge amount of energy so quickly. Mm. So discipline. 
is really needed. And I'm no better than any other man here. So I've been through the the whole process of, of being disciplined and then saying, ah, fuck it. And then I ejaculate <laughs> and then I regret it after. And you you go through that repeated process where the the spaces in between start to get bigger now. Yep. Because your discipline starts to grow a little bit more. So what I want to say to men is don't be like a drill sergeant. Don't relate so controlling around your sexuality. Just have the intention to never ejaculate. Mm-hmm. It's pointless to ejaculate. So if the man can just commit himself to the simple intention and the powerful intention of sex is no longer about ejaculation, now I must find what, what sex is actually about. What can I do with sex? What can I do in sex? How can I be with sex? And what can I, what can I experience that comes out of it in my new way of being? So remove ejaculation from sex. Remove ejaculation from orgasm. Because the man is, mm-hmm. you know, the man is, is capable of experiencing multiple full body orgasms. I walk around in that state now 24-7 for the most part. And I can just bring it up in me whenever I want to. It really doesn't matter where I'm sitting. So it's developing that level of connection with that female energy in you. And having such a huge amount of it will have your life so blissful. So separating the ejaculation from the orgasm. And to do all of this, of course, the man will need to be very present and aware in his body and his genitals in his pelvic region, in his anus, the man holds so much tension in the perineum, in the anus, up around the prostate, in the pelvis, in the hips, in the lower abdomen. All these areas tend to be very tight and shut down in men because of his level of disconnection and his fear of being in these areas with large amounts of energy. So the man will really need to learn in himself during sex and also during self-pleasuring how to ride out that wave and how to relax deeper and deeper physically into his, his feeling of pleasure without tightening and going to his mind and pushing himself over the edge. Because most men are ready to ejaculate just as soon as they hear they're going to have sex later tonight they're already fantasizing and getting excited about the sexual relating. So now they bring sex to the mind and the mind will only ever bring the man to ejaculation. So being disciplined, but don't be so hard on yourself that you start to have this complex where you start to build this neurosis around ejaculating which is also something i see and hear from many men who get into tantra they'll come to me and there'll be so much anxiety around ejaculation and so much just emotion around how bad ejaculation is and this starts to create a lot of fear and control around it as well which really shuts the man's energy down. So if you happen to fall into ejaculation when you did not intend to, it's totally okay. Enjoy it. Don't be going into your ejaculation going, no, no, fuck no. <laughs> trying, to, trying to hold your, you know, trying to hold it all in. If, if yeah. you slip a little bit, it's normal in the learning process. you got to be receptive and feminine with this relationship with yourself. It's okay. Love yourself through it. Enjoy it. And then drop into your receptivity after you ejaculate. Because that's immediately what happens to a man. He becomes a sleepy lion. So just have the intention in place. But love yourself through the process of it. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't love yourself, you're going to create so much neurosis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. And locate mm. physically. Put your hands on yourself. Men need to start reconnecting to these areas of themselves. Literally, put your hands up inside of all the muscles around your pelvis. Get to know your penis. Your, uh, just above your pubic bone holds a lot of tension for men in these energetic centers. 
the man should be going around to his anus as well and start really locating where a lot of this tightness is that is not allowing his fascias and his tissues to even hold energy. And around the lower back, the gate of life point in the lower back where energy enters and moves up through the body. Most men are totally locked down and women as well are totally locked down in this point. It's just not open anymore. It's not vibrating. So it's going to take a whole lot of felt sense, meditative and aware being with oneself with total innocence, with total love, with total patience, with total surrender to just the way things are in order for the man to start developing greater domain over himself. Because when you can come to a place as a man where you can sit in energy levels that you have never experienced in your entire life to that point, and you can sit in all of her orgasmic waves totally, totally steady, where she can go as high as she needs to go on that feminine energy and you can go as high as it needs to go, but you can sit back in yourself and say, more, bring it on. I'm not moving because of your level of dedication to your own self and to your own maleness. That is going to be the most pleasurable part of being a man. A woman does not please the man. And I always say this to men, stop looking for women to please you because it's weakening you. The woman is not there to please you. She's there to be a woman, which is inherently enhancing and nourishing to your life as a man but a woman will never be able to please you and this is why men go out and try to have sex with all these different women he wants to be pleased he wants to fill this void in himself that he lacks because he has disconnected and ran away from his own connection to feminine energy his fear of it so now he's trying to come in and get access to her backwards the greatest pleasure a man will ever have in his life is his ability to sit in himself and move in his life as a man. Nothing else. The man pleases the man by allowing himself to be a man according to himself. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> My feminine oh. hopped up there. <laughs> She's like, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's happening. Okay. Um, getting back into this um, conversation here. Yeah. Wow. No, it's really beautiful. And oh, more of this. It's, it's interesting. Uh, you know, I'm I'm in the process of creating. Somebody asked me the other day, well, what is it exactly you do with men? I don't, I don't understand. It's like really all it is is helping them connect deeper to themselves, helping them understand the conditioning and the patterns and habits and programs that have been running in the subconscious and helping them truly providing them with tools to, to deepen their connection to their authentic truth. And as you were sharing all that you were sharing, I was like, hmm, Maybe I should hire Chris to come in for a module and just teach, <laughs> teach on this and <laughs> give, a, give a workshop because, um, yeah, I think that this is, like you said, it's a process and it's a continuation of us reconnecting with ourselves and remembering what's possible and what we're capable of and then having the practices and, like you said, having the discipline to stick to it. And so everything you, you said and you shared, you know, I'm a very – intuitive and energetically sensitive person and everything you were speaking um just literally had my my, my whole body and the divine receptivity of, of of what it feels like to, to to meet a man on any level and have him truly know who he is and where he stands because he's done the self-work and so this was amazing and fantastic and i knew that we have a great conversation and well you you have you have such a beautiful you have such a beautiful ability with your presence to to stimulate this type of information to come to come through me so it's 
it it always just goes the way it's supposed to go, which is beautiful, and I really appreciate that with you. Thank you. I receive that. <laughs> Something that you taught me to do more of receive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, receive, wow. Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, please, more, <laughs> more. Oh, wow, okay. But, like, I just want to, I just want to comment on that is because, like, a lot of guys will say to women, you know, receive me. But it depends on, you know, she's not supposed to receive an idiot. She's not supposed to receive something that is not of value or that is not healthy for her to receive. So, most women find it so difficult to be, you know, all the women that I work with, for the most part, have that issue at the beginning there they don't know how to receive because they have had to protect themselves so much yeah. from these forms of masculinity. Yeah. So I just wanted to say that when you, when you brought that up. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And, and, and I feel that. And that's and I, why I, I would love to hear because I've experienced a lot of. I would love to hear you maybe share what it feels like for you to be in the presence or around a man who is totally unsafe for you in terms of not being clear and being very reactive and very in his ego and, you know, trying to be with you sexually and just the usual dynamics that occur versus a man who is being there as a man more in alignment. You know, I, I think it would really benefit people listening to hear your your own your own commentary on that or your own narrative from experience yeah no i'm i'm happy to share thank you for for bringing that into the space um you know fortunately um once i started doing my own sexual uh, healing and work and and development and personal development really ultimately I feel very fortunate that I attract less and less of those men <laughs> because I can read it right away. I can feel when a man is in his divine embodied truth or if he's masking it, I can feel the energy of a man. I'm very aware. And so on the one hand, it's been beautiful because I've connected less to those men. On the other hand, there are less of those men around. So it becomes this very interesting, which is why I do the work I do. It's like, wow, I want more men to be in their embodied, divine, empowered state because it feels fucking amazing and there's not a lot of them around because they are too caught up in you know what we talked about previously but what it like feels like to be um around someone who is unsafe um it it, it makes you as a woman contract it makes you literally mm. shut down as a, as a method as a mechanism of protection and a woman and I, a girlfriend and I, um, we're actually going to do a three-part series on awakened sexuality from slut to sexually empowered. Um, because what, what we're talking about here is like, you want to be a, a beautiful, juicy vagina, open and receptive. You, you don't want to be this contracted, <laughs> dry, <laughs> like <laughs> not wanting to like allow any, any movement, any fluid. And, and that's literally what happens when you can feel that a man is not truly there with you in his full presence. And, and you can feel it in your physical body. You can feel it in your energetic body and you can feel it in your emotional body. And unfortunately for many women, um, while men are trying, we're all just trying to, in the beginning of our, you know, trying to understand our bodies and these hormones, and we're all shamed for it in so many different ways and shamed from touching ourselves and shamed from exploring with others and trained to try to get this information through avenues of porn and other things. And so there, it's no wonder why we're so disconnected from our sex, but as we are driven by hormones on a biological level, and we're wanting this connection from man because that's what we're taught. Um, and then we interact, many women, including myself, interact with a lot of uh, men who are not connected to their sexuality ever, maybe, or for at least in the beginning years of your, your sexual experiences. And so 
Um, unfortunately, mm. this creates a lot of closing down and shutting down for women, which then they bring into, you know, more sexual experiences, which can create, you know, tension and trauma and, and whatever. Um, on the other hand of that, though, um, thankfully, I haven't had an experience like that. As I said, the more in tune that I am with myself and the more I know myself, the more awesome. I am able better to connect and register people's truth or not. My, my vibrational frequency is elevated enough to where my intuition is, is very strong. And um, in the past three years, I feel so fortunate because I only ever meet the divine masculine in that space. And, and truly, when I am met in that space, the whole entire experience is absolutely orgasmic for me. Because it, it doesn't begin, I mean, there is so much amazing sensation and explosiveness that can happen without even penetration, without even getting near that. Like it's this dance of this energy yeah. that's flowing from the very moment we look at each other, from the very moment we even energetically sense the other person there is this beautiful dance that literally sends every part of my body into this state of ultimate surrender. And it feels so nurturing and so safe and so unbelievably delicious that it, it, it's far beyond just even sex alone. And let alone when we do get into this deep, intimacy, um, whether it be penetrative or non-penetrative intimacy, it is truly like it's union. It's really union. And I feel so met and so soft and so completely divine. Um, yeah, it's truly unlike anything I've, mm -hmm. I, I, I'm able to experience. It transcends time. And that's really the beauty of it. Beautiful. Thank you so much for expressing that so wonderfully. And what I would what I would ask the men to do is, I hope you were listening to her, but more importantly, I hope you were actually feeling into what was going on mm -hmm. with Amanda as she was saying what she was saying, because that's where the lesson is for you as a man. And if you didn't catch that, then reverse and listen again and tune <laughs> into her, because just tuning into her will let you know how you may have let yourself go or where you not may not be sitting in your role as a man as you engage with the with the feminine hear and feel what it is that she's actually asking for and looking to receive based on what you think she wants from you to receive but yeah thank you for that that was um that was beautiful thank you for holding that space to allow me to express and being able to receive, just to receive that, you know, you know the, the best gift that you could, that any man could ever give is the gift of presence and, and receptivity. And that's really what it's all about at, at the end of the day. So, um, yeah, this has been fun. And um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I hope that uh, this brings up a lot of questions. I hope that this brings up, you know, engagement for anyone who's listening right in you know whether you're listening on chris's channel or you're listening on my channel ultimately we're here to help you we we don't just talk about these experiences we embody these experiences and that's a big difference between what i see in you chris and what i see in talk spirituality or talk tantra or talk 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 but the actual doing of it is very different. And that's something that I see in you and that yes. um, I feel in you, which is why I was attracted to what you're sharing and what you're doing. And so mm -hmm. if people who are listening have questions and they want further guidance, I know for, for me at least, I, sometimes I can have been walking this path for a while. I kind of forget where I was and what I wasn't feeling or what I wasn't tuned into or, or what the beginning really was. And so know that you're not alone if you're feeling like you know this is resonating but you need more information or want more information uh that's what we're here for is to help everyone um begin to tap into these expansive orgasmic states all the time and so 
write into us, let us know. And Chris, I'm sure this won't be our last conversation um, that we bring. It most definitely won't. (laughs) I'm sure there'll be a part three and a part four and a part five. (laughs) So yeah, it was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, thank you, Chris. Um, And thank you to everybody who's listening. We will see you next time whenever the divine decides. Thank you so much and adios. Ciao. Hey everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode on Driven for Purpose. I cannot tell you how much your support means. If you found this content helpful in any way, shape, or form, I would love it if you share this with your friends and family. If you haven't yet already done so, please go on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Your reviews help us rank higher, which means more people can get inspired by this content. And together, we can support one another to continue on our journey towards our highest and best selves. I'll catch you next week.